0: Hey everyone, I'm Alex, and welcome to The Roasted Mind, the show where we enjoy some coffee, have a conversation about self-help, personal interests, and growth, and express the thoughts that can be a bit harder to discuss. So, have a seat, grab a cup of coffee, let's talk. everybody once again happy saturday but it's kind of a kind of a worrisome saturday actually because we got news that you know the pacific coast is going to be hit with uh, a hurricane and that hurricane is right in the path of vegas which is where i'm at so you know it'd be cool if maybe we just get a little bit of rain or a lot of rain and it's just you know the temperature goes from 100 degrees to like 75 and that'll be to our benefit (laughs) sorry californians but it's still a little worrisome nonetheless to know that some people are in the path of the of the storm and it's kind of unfortunate, well, it's very unfortunate to know that people are going to be affected uh, by this directly. So, I mean, to everybody out there, I just want to say stay safe. I mean, this is going to be a, a really tough weekend to get through for the people that will be hit hard by this by the storm, by hurricane, I think they're calling it Hurricane Hillary. So hopefully everyone ends up okay this next weekend. Today I want to talk about drive through coffee and it's kind of real rise in popularity especially over the past I want to say five or six years uh, these drive through coffee places have really been popping up in Las Vegas at least and or rather knowledge of them has really been popping up around social media and just talk around you know your friends or the coffee community whoever and I think these these places are really cool they're really cool concepts because and they allow you to go grab uh, a unique cup of coffee, unlike the machinic versions of, at Starbucks or anything. But, I mean, you know, those places also offer drive throughs as well. Dunkin' and Starbucks and, and uh, Coffee Bean and all of that. But these, these specifically drive through coffee places, I'm talking uh, Dutch Bros, Human Bean, uh, Badass coffee which is what I'm drinking today these are some that we have around Vegas and there's many more I know there's scooters and and some other ones around town but these drive through coffee places aren't where you're going to go to get a craft artisanal uh, a cup of coffee where you can see the latte art and you can know that there's years and years of, of coffee barista knowledge in, in there, which, yeah, there might be, but this isn't somewhere where you go for that fancy sit-down place, like at uh, Vesta Roasters or or Bungalow or Evergreen or Mothership. No, these are cups of coffee that you get when you're on the go, but you want something good. You want something new age. And that's exactly what these drive through coffee places are. They're new age. This is an incredible, like business model this is a really good business model and i've gone to many drive-through really really good drive-through coffees i've even been to one in oregon which was a hidden gem in like some random parking lot next to a, a greenhouse but it was really it was phenomenal especially after the hike that I did because I hadn't eaten or drinking any coffee since like I think four in the morning that day five in the morning and by the time I got to this place it was like noon or, or 1 p.m something like that but it was it was incredible and so these drive through coffee places you don't really want to mark them down because they have their own unique taste their own unique flavor and their own unique style of coffee that they offer today I have a cold brew from this badass coffee roasters it's a hawaiian brand and i know right now that they are doing a relief relief charity relief for the maui fires which is incredible so i felt like i should go i should you know put put some money in donate to the relief that's going on over there in maui with those fires and again i really do hope everyone over there is doing okay or at least finding somewhere safe to stay for the night but for this coffee that I have, it's a cold brew with what they call lava, which is just essentially cold foam. But it's a vanilla flavored cold foam, and I added oat milk and a pump of their sugar free raspberry and their sugar free white white chocolate. And yeah, I know I get white, I get uh, sugar free because I'm you know sugar phobic and all of that, and and I don't want to get chunky again. Whatever. That, that's that's another issue for another episode of what I'm going to talk about, but. And this is uh, incredibly, actually surprisingly really good. I, I like Dutch Rose because I know that, okay, I can get a decent cup of coffee and their sugar-free flavors are good, but I'm glad to know that this badass Coffees of Hawaii place is is really good as well and that I have another place to fall back on and if I have that, that desire to not go inside of a shop or stay in my car or maybe I have my dog with me and I want to get him a pup cup, which is what I did here at this place. And, oh, he loves it. He goes crazy for those pup cups. But... When it comes to drive through coffee, isn't there this kind of worry when you're going through a drive-thru uh, without knowing what you want? You know, you go through a drive-thru, it could be any drive-thru, Starbucks or anything, but in this case, let's keep it towards the specialty drive-thru places where you don't know anything about it. Maybe it's your first time going. Maybe it's your first time checking out this place and you want to go and it's a popular place. I know Dutch Bros, every Dutch Bros around town has a line. Um, So this place luckily didn't have one, but if there was a line... Or there's not an app where you can look up the, the menu beforehand or their website is outdated and they don't have the most current promotional flavors. Maybe you want a seasonal flavor, a pumpkin spice or a lavender something. When you go through the drive-thru and you have no idea what you want, there's always that worry in the back of your head that, oh, crap. A car is going to come up behind me and I need to hurry. Then you start speeding, trying to read through all the flavors that they offer, all the add-ins, the milk choices, their bases, and then you don't know what you want. And you're, you're there sweating... You're, you're telling yourself, crap, crap, this sucks. I don't know what I want. You go up to the front, you order something that you don't enjoy or something that you think is mid and that ruins your perspective of this coffee place forever or until you go back and give it another try. Maybe you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to really look online. Maybe their Instagram page has, has the updated menu. Maybe Yelp has an updated menu or something like that and you prepare yourself for next time. But for that current time, <laughs> there's always that worry of, well, now I don't know what I want. Now, I have no idea what I'm going to get because there's cars behind me there's a line. Maybe they already know. Maybe they don't know. But, you I mean, you don't know that. You don't know these people behind you in their car. This doubles even worse when you have anxiety or maybe you're in a stressful environment. Maybe it's really loud in your car with children or maybe you just had a really bad day and you just want to get something easy and de-stress and and go to work without, without thinking about it or go home without thinking about anything. Or maybe you... Pick out a drink that you really like and they're out of it. And so now you have to decide, well, crap, I just spent five minutes trying to decide what drink I want before I tell them I'm ready. And now I have to spend another five to six minutes, depending on how different your flavor profile is to pick out another drink. And you're not going to like it as much because that's not the one that you wanted. And it makes it even harder when you see certain drinks on social media that you want to order, but the people have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, you can't show them a picture in a drive through window and they're going to remember it. Oh, here's this, here's that. It's a lot easier to, to be inside and, and do all of that. So when it comes to drive through coffee, yes, it's incredibly, incredibly easy and actually very convenient. But there's that worry in the back of your head of, I need to order, and if I don't order or if I don't get what I like, then that's it. Then there is no second chance, or the second chance won't be for a while because you stick to your go-to places. Having worries essentially fuel you to make a goal. And to progress to that goal, whether that goal is either good or bad. And when I say good or bad, I mean personally for you. I mean, do you feel like this goal is benefiting your mental health? Do you feel like this goal is benefiting your physical health or whatever? And having these worries ingrained from your head uh, from an early age can come from past experiences, can come from maybe you did something wrong one day and you'd never want to do that again. So you, you're you constantly worrying that people are going to perceive you this way or you're going to do this one act again and you try your best to, to go about it and try your best to, to avoid it. Or maybe these are parental uh, worries that come from an early age um, or from in the past and they're really ingrained in your head from the very minute that you're you're able to go to, comprehend and cognitively think and these worries that that your parents are really pushing onto you because they're worries that they have on themselves and you carry that with you to the future and those are really the hardest ones to break personally I have currently a worry which is a little bit of irrational concerning my job title I mean I've spoken before how I'm an RN and yet I seemingly never have quote-unquote enough funds you know enough money and I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to brag or give out too much information or or whatever, but I have, I mean, I have enough money to go out on the weekend or to buy food every so often and buy myself a cup of coffee. But every time I do, I just feel terrible. Every time I do, I feel like, well, that's all this money that I could have saved and could have built up and spent towards this other thing or progress towards my future of buying a house or paying off my car or this and that. And this is a worry that was ingrained for me from a very, very early age from, unfortunately, from my parents who told me that, you know, when I go to college, I need to get a job that has to do with money. I need to get a job that I need to be able to secure myself financially. And yes, although there are positives in that, the big negative is that that was never anything that I really was interested in. Being a nurse is something that, yeah, I thought was cool, but wasn't really something that I was pursuing at the time. Until my second year of college when they were really pushing it in, honestly, they were pushing it in from the very beginning of college, but they were really, really pushing in that, hey, I need to get this profession because this is going to financially secure me. And after that, then I can do whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. But now that I'm already at that point, I feel like I can't really do whatever I want. I feel like whatever I do has to be within the bounds of these financial limits that I give myself within a budget that I give myself. And if I go over, then I'm overthinking everything, let alone I pay rent, I pay a, a huge payment for my car and add it on my phone on that and Internet and, and blah, 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 this and that my dog's food and, and whatever. So I feel like I'm even more constrained to enjoy the things that I want to enjoy. And that's one of the negatives of it. That's one of the negatives of having a worry like this. That's one of the negatives of of constantly being in your head on this kind of goal that you set for yourself. Because you're always thinking, and I'm always thinking, well crap I need more money or I need to save more money and I need to not spend on unnecessary things so you miss out on experiences you miss out on time you miss out on being at these places at these moments and remember how this other day that I spoke about how there was these paths that you could take I miss out on all of those and I just stick to the one that involves the most amount of money involves the most amount of saving and that's one thing that I really really wish I could change in an early age was this this Foundational, this this platform of, hey, you need to save money because that's what's important is money, and it's really not. And I'm not saying that's completely negative. You know, there's a there's plenty and plenty of positives when it comes to uh, being financially sound, being financially stable, and understanding where your budget is. Um, you know, financially. <laughs> I know I've said that word too much, but. I mean, I know that, okay, I have this amount, this amount, and I don't want to go over it. And then you build up for the future, and every future it gets higher and higher and higher. There are positives to it. I mean, I can afford things that I never thought I'd be able to afford easily. I could just put down the card and be like, okay, that's good. Um, and so that's one of the that's one of the good the good things about having this worry ingrained in my head but you know with er- like everything there's a give and take your worry can be anything from maybe you're not physically fit enough or maybe you're starving yourself too much Maybe you're not where you want to be artistically and you want to push and push to get somewhere because somebody told you that you suck or maybe you think you're so good that, well, there's no point in going on and now you have to think about, well, what's next? What's the next step? I was watching this, uh, funny enough, it was the Taylor Swift documentary and she talks about how she, you know, her one goal for, I think, two years was to get a Grammy and she won it twice. And after that, her, her sentence was, or her her thought to herself was well i did it what now what's the point what do i do now and so when i talk about being so good that you you don't know what's next that's what i'm talking about Where do you go from there? And these worries that that go in your head and are in the back of your head and always have you thinking, always have you waking up at night. Maybe you wake up early in the morning to check this or that, or maybe it just throws you off completely from what you want to do or from how you want to live. These worries aren't any good. There's nothing good that comes from worrying this much and, and being so much in your head from it. Yeah, maybe the end product is fine. Maybe the end product is going to be good. Like when you go through drive through coffee place and you worry so much that you order this coffee that you didn't know you had the flavor for, but now your world is open. Now you know that, hey, maybe I am into chocolate macadamia coffee or orange, orange, white chocolate, you know, whatever flavor it is. <clears throat> maybe, maybe it ends up good. You never know. But that's part of the risk of having a worry. That's part of that that risk of taking the chance because you're worrying so much. And I think once you get to that point of worrying so much and you kind of break through it or you realize you've had enough of the worry or you realize that worrying really just isn't what you want to do and you want to live your life and be free, then you start to worry less and you start to worry too little. And there's nothing bad with that. There's nothing bad with worrying too little because there's a sense of carefree nature about worrying Less and less and less about where you are. I mean, hell, even if I, if I, in my experience, if I widened or or tightened my budget, whatever it means to, to have, you know, more free range on my budget, even if it's just by a little bit, I feel more carefree. I'll feel like I have more time to do these things that I want to do or to go out and have a drink or tell my friends, hey, guys, let's go out. You know, oh, what? You can't. Don't worry. I got you. You know, don't worry about it. There's a sense of carefree nature when it comes to breaking through your objective or your hurdle of of being worrisome. And there's this kind of freedom that comes with it, kind of like breaking out of the shackles of your own mind, right? Because you're worrying so much and you're worrying and you're worrying and there's no space for you. There's no room for you to grow. There's no room for you to progress because you're stuck trying to get to this point. And no matter what you do, no matter how good you are at it or how close to your goal you are, you'll never be there at the goal. You never make it to that end point because your worries will constantly push you back and tell you you're not good enough. Tell you you're not doing enough. Tell you that the cup of coffee that you're going to order just isn't going to be good. When you worry so much, when you worry so much and let it dictate your life and let it, let it really manage your growth, that's when it really starts to hinder you. That's the negative of having a worry. That's when you have to take that worry into your own hands and manage it. And you manage that worry. Don't let your thoughts and your emotions and your self-deprecation manage you. You manage it, and you allow that space for yourself to grow. You allow that space for yourself to think and to progress and to be the best version of you that you can be. When you start to worry so much, yeah, there are positives. Yeah, it can bring you closer and closer to your goal, but that's all it does is bring you closer to the goal. never brings you there. never even changes your goal. Maybe you don't like where you're at right now. Maybe you want something entirely different. And you need that change, but you're still stuck on trying to reach this goal that you set for yourself because that worrisome, that worrisome voice in your head is just killing you. Maybe you don't want a vanilla latte anymore, but you went there with the intention of getting one, and this whole kind of nature of well, should I? Would I? Blah blah blah. Can I do this? Can I do that? You know, can I order that? Should I order this? Na 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 na. Nah. You have no room to experience that that new taste. That new flavor that you get, that dark chocolate macadamia or uh, coconut or uh, what else? A raspberry white chocolate with a vanilla cold foam. You'll never get to experience any of that if you constantly worry about what flavor you're going to choose. You never get to experience those varying branches in your path and, and that kind of hindsight of looking back and thinking, well, I should have done this differently if you stuck to your worries? The positives are great. Don't get me wrong. And positives are motivators. They fuel you. Just like caffeine, those positives fuel you. But when the negatives outweigh the positives of these worries, of the worrisome nature of getting in your head and thinking about this goal that you want to reach, but you're just not there, that's terrible. It sucks. It sucks being in your own head about certain things that you should be positive about It sucks letting these goals dictate who you are instead of you dictating these goals. It sucks to live your life for one objective instead of experiencing all the other objectives that there are in life, quote unquote. Objective, subjective, however you want to put it. uh, Pathways or whatever verbiage you want to use. But you have no room to grow when you worry so much. When you worry so much, all there is, is the same path. All there is, is stability. But how boring is stability 24-7? You know, I won't name any names, but I have a very, very, very close friend who um, worries a lot. Worries a lot, not about maybe themselves, but about other people. About the people close to them. And because of that, they don't change. Because of that, they think that everything will be the same when they come back. Because they have remained the same. And when you worry so much about that, and you don't give yourself time to grow. You don't give yourself that time in general. You know, in in their case, when they don't give themselves their own time, their own space. Because they're too busy worrying about other people. They're too busy worrying about how they're doing. And how other people are progressing. Maybe they're comparing. Maybe they're contrasting. Maybe they're just worrying in general. There's no growth for themselves. That's the big negative. I think that's the biggest negative of having these worries is that there's no room for you to grow with the amount that you worry. If you're carefree and, you know, you think you're good and you got your control over it, that's great. That's awesome. I wish I was there. Honestly, I wish I was at that point. But there's a lot more that I worry about instead of funds, instead of budget-wise, financially. That was just one example. But there's a lot more that I worry about that I feel like stagnates me and doesn't allow me to grow. And that's one of the things that I'm really working on this year. One of the things that I'm really trying to, trying to figure out. And I know I'm already past halfway year, but I mean, we're all in our own time. And the amount of work that it takes to get through a worry, to push through the boundary, and to feel free from that objective is a lot of work. I mean, take it from me. Take it from yourself. How hard is it to change? How hard is it to get rid of that stability and that process that you've already ingrained in your head maybe you're up every morning and that's your daily routine because you're there worrying maybe you're up and and just thinking and getting in your head or maybe before you go to bed you get so hard in your head that you just worry so much maybe that's the routine and it's really hard to break out of and that change is tough i mean that's not saying that you can't do it that's not saying that there isn't positives and negatives to change either than having these worries but I think when you allow your worries to fuel you and when you allow your worries to take control of your head and take control of your process, then there's no real room to grow. I mean, in my case, I'm young. I'm only 24, yet I have the worries of a 50-year-old man with with kids and, and a mortgage, and I don't think that's any good. I think I'm missing out on a lot of experiences because I worry so much. A lot of good coffee I could try because I worry so much a lot of nights out, or a lot of new friends I can make because I'm in my head and I refuse to allow my process to change. And change is good. That free range of of mental stability is good. Maybe it's going to take a lot of work to get out of it. I mean, for sure, it will take a lot of work to get out of it. But I think the more and more I work towards it, the less worrisome i'll be the more space i'll offer myself and the less in my head and constant headaches i think i'll have so thank you again guys for listening and i really hope everyone stays safe out there from the hurricane i know having all these worries is a lot and i know Being able to breathe is something that I wish we all could do, but it's all a step-by-step nature. It's all about getting there and working towards it, and I know you guys can do it. I know you guys can order that cup of coffee first time you go to the (laughs) drive-thru. All right, I'll talk to you guys later, okay? Bye.